Good morning, witches. This is the Witch Daily Show, coming to you from New Orleans, with host Tanya Brown. Our episodes span about 20 minutes long to give you just a little pop of magic. So, tune in, take a deep breath, and enjoy. Good morning, witches. It is November 28th, 2023. It is Tuesday. I am Tanya, and this is the Witch Daily Show. Today's episode is brought to you by author Crystal Hope. So let's get your day going with a little magic. Our quote of the day is, try to keep your mind open to possibilities and your mouth closed on matters that you don't know about. Limit your always and your nevers. Amy Poehler. So this is really interesting. I actually thought about this recently. Um, when I was in college, I took two uh, experimental methods class. And kind of media literacy is built into that class because you're supposed to look at like headlines for ex- uh, experiments and papers that have been conducted and basically go, okay, what is this headline not telling you, you know? And I was really surprised to find out that, like, friends I had who had, like, master's degrees didn't realize that if someone, like, on TikTok says always and never, they're probably not accurate. And it was so frustrating because they'd be like, oh, my gosh, did you see that, like, everyone who uses this shampoo's hair falls out? And then you look at the TikTok and, like, the you know the TikToker is like uh, everybody who uses it with, like this is I was like okay you're like I was like I know you know that anyone who says always everyone all they're not correct <laughs> like this is not a viable source you know so I really really and then of course I researched it and the person was full of crap like everything she was saying just wasn't true and lawsuit she claimed going on wasn't true and it was just crap and I knew that because she was using phrases like always and never and that's a pretty good indicator that like what you're hearing is not based in reality you know so great quote anyways moving into some headlines this comes to us from Fort Worth Star Telegram Eerie witch bottles are washing up along Gulf of Mexico, and it's best not to open them. So messages and bottles are usually welcome finds on the beach, but a variation steeped in superstition and witchcraft is being found along the Gulf of Mexico. Nope, the Gulf Coast along Texas. The witch bottles created to thwart evil spells are being collected by the Heart Research Institute for Gulf of Mexico Studies. And staff are making a point of leaving them unopened. That's because witch bottles are the result of old school spell casting. And studies have revealed such strange contents, such as iron nails, rusty pins, hair, and urine. It's suspected that the bottles found along Texas originated in the Caribbean and South America, according to Drace Chanel of the Heart Research Institute for Gulf of Mexico Studies. Quote, I found around eight of these bottles and never opened one. 
I have five of them on my fence in the backyard since my wife won't let me bring them inside. (laughs) She told the news. I don't believe they are coming from the U.S., although I can't be 100% sure since there is never any writing or indication of where they come from. However, we do find items washing up from all over the world due to the ocean currents. And sometimes I find these bottles in debris that contain distinct yellow vinegar bottles that originate from Haiti. Witch bottles, also known as spell bottles, are intended to draw in and trap harmful intentions directed at the owners, Tamel says. Hundreds of examples have been found buried or hidden in walls in the UK, according to a report by the McGill University Office for Science and Society. Back in the 16th and 17th century, there was a powerful belief in witches and their ability to cause illness by casting a spell, the society reports. But the evil spells could be fended off by trapping them in a witch bottle, which if properly prepared could actually reflect the spell itself while also tormenting the witch, leaving the witch with no option but to remove the spell, allowing the victim to recover. Believers thought opening the bottle would end protection for the creator and unbind the witch, according to a study published by the National Library of Medicine. Standard ingredients might include urine from either the afflicted person or an animal, along with pins, nails, and human hair, the library says. If buried, the preferred location was in a dung hill. Bottles found by Tanel appear to contain mostly herbs, sticks, and leaves. The Heart Institute, which is affiliated with Texas A&M University uh, Corpus Christi, has been combing beaches six years as a part of a project to raise awareness about what is washing out of the Gulf. The previous week's findings are posted each Monday afternoon on Facebook and YouTube. Janelle's beach finds have included a lot of traditional messages in bottles, such as oddities, um, like empty life pods, sea creature bones, and cargo from a German ship sunk off the U.S. in World War II. So really neat. Oh, and that was sent in to us by listener Lisa. So thank you, Lisa. All right, witches, I'm going to throw this over to our moon correspondent. And after this break, we will talk more. Hello to all of my astro friends. This is Serendipity, the Chicago astrologer, coming at you with your daily moon mantra for Tuesday, November 28th. The waning gibbous moon talks your ear off in Gemini today. Here, the moon moves into a T-square to Mercury and Neptune. The Mercury-Neptune square is scrambling communications, and the opposition to the moon is putting us in our feelings about it. It can be difficult to stay objective when your feelings get involved. However, if you approach this day knowing that the communication lines are compromised, it may be easier to keep some perspective. Take everything you hear today with a grain of salt. Not everything coming down the pike is vetted and will need to be especially discerning today. Your daily moon mantra is, sometimes the fear is real, but the danger is not. This has been your Daily Moon Mantra with Serendipity, the Chicago Astrologer, signing off and reminding you that you are in charge of your own destiny. Author Crystal Hope will soon be releasing her debut novel, Blood and Lies. Blood and Lies is a paranormal romance featuring supernatural investigators and gothic horror with a bit of spice stirred in. Check out other work she's contributed to, including Spells for Good Times, as well as Conjuring with Cannabis, Spells, and Rituals for the Weed Witch by Carrie Connor with Crystal Hope and Tyler D. Martin. 
These witchy works can be found on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, or your favorite local witchy shop. Follow Crystal Hope's publishing journal on Instagram at Crystal Hope. That's K-R-Y-S-T-L-E-H-O-P-E. Hey, Tanya. This is Sarah, a fellow Francophile of my generation. Uh, I'm in the midst of my midst of my own personal journey into the world of spirituality. As I delve into different practices, I'm finding myself needing some guidance. Um, how can beginners, especially um, family Francophiles like us, navigate the witchy landscape and create connections with like-minded souls? On that same note, can you share your insights on fostering meaningful connections within the community? Uh, thank you so much for the value and guidance that you provide through the Witch Daily Show. I truly look forward to the, tuning in for your response. Thank you. Hi. Okay. I love this question. One, because I think it's something we can all relate to, both magically and mundane. So kind of think there's like three, maybe even four levels of how to approach this. And the first one is that we need to find friends, right? How do we find other witches? How do we find other magically ilk folk? Well, First off, you can always do Facebook, right? You can search kind of circles, coven meetups, Sabbaths in your area and see what that produces. Now, not everyone lives in an area where you can easily find that sort of thing. So if you live in an area where you really just cannot find a group, you cannot find uh, public meetings or anything like that, a really good option is to look for a UU church. So this is going to be your Universalist Unitarian Church. Very often you can find kind of witches among them. Um, and sometimes they'll even have like certain nights of the week that are specific to a witch group. And when I first kind of decided I wanted to be witchy social back in my early 20s, uh, it was a UU church I found. And I found my first kind of group of magically built people through that. And it was wonderful. I made some really meaningful connections and um, yeah, it was a really great experience for me. So that's kind of one way you can. Now, if you just fully live in a place where like neither of those are an option because it's just so desolate or just so not friendly towards that sort of thing, you got to go online. Okay. Now, Facebook groups, Wild, wild west. <laughs> the internet, wild, wild west. So um, I would actually highly recommend uh, our Facebook group. Like not to, and I'm not just saying that because it's ours. I'm saying that because it really is a really wonderfully curated group of really cool people. Um, I like to think because I'm very open and honest about what I think and how I feel. And a lot of our listeners are very open about how they think and feel. It's really weeded out a lot of problematic people. We just have a really tight-knit group. No one is condescending. No one is judgy. Like everyone is just really intelligent and thoughtful and kind of nurture beginners as well as seasoned. And I just, I think it's a wonderful group. So I think our Facebook group or our Discord is where you can find a lot of really great people. And, you know, don't even hesitate. Like, if you're in a group that you feel pretty comfortable in, maybe send out a little pin pal SOS, you know? 
maybe make a post and be like, hey, I'd, I would really love to have someone I can chat to either on Discord, like one-on-one, or maybe someone I can send emails to or things of that nature. And you can form a little friendship that way. Um, I definitely have quite a few internet friends who I'm very, very close to and who I love very, very dearly. And I found them because I found them in like a group of a liked interest or similar interest. And I was like, hey, this person seems cool. Let me message them. And, you know, I have lifelong friends from those. So there's definitely ways. Now, that is like the first step of finding friends. The next step of weeding people out. So when it comes to the witch community, or any community. I mean, these are tips for any niece community or just friends in general. You next need to kind of weed out people who maybe just aren't for you. So maybe people who feel like they're always talking down to you, um, who always feel like they're maybe magically trying to one-up you, competition, things like that. Um, this is something I've noticed in real life friends. Um, I've noticed that I'll, I'll have friends who, um, when you mention something great someone else is doing or something you like about someone else, they kind of have to make it about themselves or like, well, I can do that too. And well, it's only great because they have this. That is like not a great vibe. Um, And the quicker you notice that, the quicker you can kind of pull away from that. So kind of magical competition, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I am guilty of this, but sometimes I'll just unload like all these big feelings I've had for a long time. And I hate doing that to people, but if you see it be a pattern, maybe that's also something that doesn't quite work. But in terms of magical, you also want to avoid people who are trying to be controlling or, um, people who are trying to push their beliefs onto you, right? Because even though we're all witches, we all have different spiritual beliefs. So I know me personally, I have my own spirituality that a lot of people who are listening may not agree with, or you might agree with, you know? Um, That's the thing about witchcraft is it's so personalized. So if you find like a witchy group and you find like a few of those people are trying to say that their way is the right way, their belief is the right way, their spirituality is the right way, those are not going to be people who are going to serve you magically or who are going to help in your journey. You want people who see how cool your thing is and then either encourage it or want to know more or share what they're doing. You know, when it comes to friends of a spiritual nature, it should be a give and take. And you should be different so that you can teach each other things, you know? Um, And finally, let me see, like maintaining. Okay. Now, maintaining relationships, witchy or otherwise, is really difficult. It's hard to strike a balance between giving and taking and um, all of those sort of things. Now, I'm no expert in making friends nor maintaining friends, um, but I do know I'm someone who is rather sensitive socially. So I can definitely share the things that uh, have hurt my feelings or things that have made me want to no longer be friends with somebody. And again, this is not going to be universal. This is just me personally. Um, And everyone's going to feel different. You may not agree with me and all of that. So one I would say is honesty 
Um, I am one of those people. I can sniff out a lie a mile away. And I may not know what you're lying about, but I know you're lying. I don't like people who are dishonest, uh, people who lie, who make up stories, mostly because people can tell. Everyone thinks they're a great liar. You're not. People can feel that. They may just not call you out on it. So you want to be honest and you also want to be honest about what you can give and what you can take, you know? Um, you can say, hey, I'm just not available at these times. At, at these times, I tend to be very tired after work. Um, so I'm probably not going to be available. Or if I am, I might be on and off or snoozy or um, whatever, you know? Or if you are out with a friend and another friend is texting you, just let them know, hey, I'm actually out with so-and-so right now and I'm not ignoring you. Um, I'll get back to you when I can. Just being very honest about what you can give to people. Um, and then be honest about what you expect. I think that is kind of one of the biggest issues with communication between people is we don't tell people what we want out of them. And everyone is so different. There is no universal way to treat people. Uh, one thing you do for one person they think is so wonderful and kind, someone else may be offended by. And that's just life. So I tend to tell people, hey, um, odds are I'm not going to do X, Y, and Z unless you specifically ask or Hey, I'm probably not going to offer this because it's not something I think about. So if you need it, ask. Just tell people kind of what to, you know, what, how you work and people will tell you how they work. And that's going to um, help a lot. I think another way is, I think something else that we too often expect from people is uh, constant praise. That's something I've kind of noticed. I've noticed like... Um, and it's not common. It's a very rare thing I've noticed in certain uh, like industries. People just want to be praised a lot. And I'm just not much of a praiser. Like I'll tell you a few times if I think something's really cool. But whole friendships can't be about one person telling the other one how great they are. And if you expect that from people, you know, you can turn on your ass. <laughs> so that's it. Um, now, if you want recognition, you can ask for it. I was sitting watching a movie with my friend and I was like, I think my boobs look so good right now. And she was like, they do look good. And I was like, thank you. I clearly wanted recognition. I asked for it. I got it. <laughs> you know, um, you can just ask for what you want. You can tell people what you want. And um, however, just because people you tell people doesn't mean they have to give it to you. I think that is kind of one of the, the biggest misunderstandings about the idea of boundaries. You can tell people what your boundaries are. They don't have to accept it. They can choose to not be your friend. And I think that is something people don't understand. When people go, oh, I told my friend that my boundary is I don't want her other friend around me. Your friend can go, mm, that doesn't work for me in my life. I, I, I guess we're just done here. You can choose to not like want to do the thing, the boundary you're setting, and they're not an asshole for deciding that what you want they can't deal with or they can't function with, you know? So we also have to be open to the idea that when we tell people what we need or what we want, that... They're not obligated to do that thing for you or give it to you. They also can just walk away, you know? And yeah, I think those are the biggest things. And I think another thing is um, just understanding that people 
have emotional ups and downs, you know. There may be times where your friend is really, really engaged and then other times when they're not, you know. And um, people have just emotional, again, emotional things where they're just available and sometimes they're just not. Now, I'm someone who I need communication, right? If we're um, going out every Wednesday and then all of a sudden you don't want to hang out on Wednesday anymore, I need to know why, you know? And so, I, but I tell people that. I go, hey, I just need um, consistency in my relationships. And if not, I just need communication. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of uh, friends really respect that. And they even had a friend who was like, oh, you just gave me the cheat codes for how to be your friend. And it's like, well, yeah, I'm not going to make you spend years figuring it out. I'll just tell you what I need and what I expect. Um, and it, it works out. So, yeah, um, I hope it's helpful. I hope I addressed everything. <laughs> if not, um, if not, let reach out and let me know and I'll cover anything that I missed. But I hope that's helpful. All right, witches, we are wrapping up this episode of The Witch Daily Show. We do have a shout out for listener Rachel Brady. Rachel, you tenacious, esoteric wendigo. Elizabeth, you noble, fair leprechaun. Samantha Amaral, Samantha, you dapper, talented banshee. And finally, Bea Frias, you scintillating, sophisticated vampire slayer. Thank you three so much for being Patreon supporters. I really appreciate it. And we do have a card pull today. Our card is Shift Number 9 from Sacred Symbols Oracle. Miracles, Divine Intervention, the End of Stagnation, the Divine Inspiration are here and now. Drawing this card signifies an aha moment or sudden change in any situation that was stuck or blocked. A welcome change or answer you have been seeking is here now. Meditate on this symbol when you are feeling stuck, unsure, or having a blocked creativity. All right. So before we leave, we do have a little housekeeping. Um, we do have our call-in segment. So if you would like to call in and leave a message, uh, you can or ask a question or feedback or whatever. Uh, the phone number is 504-291-4527. It'll ring to a voicemail. And then you can leave your message. Just know that any message you share will be aired on the show. So you want to make sure to be cognizant of if you want your name uh, and all of that. So that's it. Don't forget any books, decks, headlines, sources, anything we reference today can be found in the podcast episode description or witchpod.com. And we will talk again tomorrow. Bye. Witches. We hope you have a wonderful day, full of joy and gentleness and confidence. Links for this week's episodes, our website, Patreon, along with a free daily card pull can be found at witchpod.com. One stop for everything we talk about. Now, take one more deep breath and have a great day. <laughs>